Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. What's up, guys? Welcome to a championship edition of the Primetime Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, and tonight, as always, we are joined by Josh Lemoyne. Y'all can find him on Twitter at LSUFBallTruth. Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Charles. Uh, LSU's headed to the national championship. So, uh, you know, everything's positive. I'm in a good mood. I'm just ready to see if LSU can close this out. Well, let's let's go back to the last game because we didn't recap it, only just because holidays, timing didn't work out, out of town, families, et cetera, et cetera. Give me some thoughts on LSU's just uh, – they, they kind of skull drag, you know, or skull drug <laughs> Oklahoma in that game. Well, what were your, some of your thoughts from the semifinal? Honestly, Charles, I, I mean, if, if you listen to our, you know, pre, pre-game pod and everything we talked about, I really thought we, we hit the nail on the head. I thought, you know, we did a great job between me, you, and Mike of really keying on some things I – if LSU did that, you know, they could, they could win that game by large numbers. Um, and I, I just think LSU did everything we said and, but they did it to an elite level, especially in the first half. I mean, they pretty much had that game out of reach after the first quarter and a half. Uh, so just overall it was domination, man. I, I really can't even get into too much of that. It was Joe Burrow and that offense just being top notch lights out seven touchdowns in the first half. I mean, Really ain't nothing really to say. That was just, like you said, they, they got destroyed. So uh, it's going to be – I'm curious to see what Clemson can do after watching that and see if if LSU can continue just, you know, just, just rolling with this offense the way it's been going. But really overall from that game, it kind of played out, Charles, how we all thought it was going to play out, um, just, just to an elite high level. And I got to give you props. Me and Mike gave you a lot of slack about picking a game in the 50s and – it was it was above that. So kudos to you, Charles, for calling it right. Yeah, look, you know, I thought everything that happened in the Oklahoma game we thought was going to happen, yeah. and, and it did, right? Mm-hmm. What about the game against, uh, you know, Clemson and Ohio State, a game where Ohio State out to that 16-0 early lead, Clemson comes back and wins. That game was physical it is all get out, mm-hmm. and Clemson comes away with the win. What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, that was a good football game. And I think everybody knew going into that, right, Charles, that that was going to be the game to watch. It should be. And it, it kind of played out that way. That was a really good football game. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I look back and I've watched it now uh, twice. I'm going to try to watch it again tonight. Uh, it's I really thought that if that was LSU, Charles, up 16 nothing. I don't think – I think LSU handles that different. And they put more, more points on the bar, board than uh, – Ohio State did so uh, I just think it was a really good game I just think Ohio State left too many points on the field and I think if that was LSU and Clemson allowed that to happen the score would have been higher and I think LSU wins that game if you know if if they were playing in that game against Clemson at night obviously things can change now but overall I I just thought you got to see what Clemson's all about right Trevor Lawrence was showed he's got legs and ability to run they're gritty you know they got some playmakers on the back end on defense you know, that just you seen Clemson. It was all summed up. They played a tough, hard for game. They fought back. That's what Clemson does. You know what I mean? So it was a good win win by them. I just I just don't know if that team we're gonna find out on Monday can hang with LSU. You know, and we'll get into that as more we talk about this game. 
Well, so let's talk about this game. LSU mm-hmm. and Clemson gets to take on each other Monday night in the Superdome. Uh, a mm-hmm. crowd that we expect to be heavy, LSU. Um, not only logistic-wise, but look, Clemson's been here before. It's not like it's something new, right? LSU hasn't been to this spot in a while. So, Josh, I, th- I think this crowd's going to be I – mean, he could be pushing 70-30 LSU. No, I, I agree with you, especially after, you know, what happened to the Saints. And the Saints go down early in the playoffs. So, you know, people are kind of down on the football. And I think really you're going to see a, a major turnout. Season's over for the Saints. And now every everybody's full go for LSU. They want to see, you know, LSU cap off this season. Yeah, Charles, I think it's going to be – I think it's really going to be in LSU's favor. Talking to a few Clemson people I know, uh, I work with, you know, it didn't sound like anybody was traveling to the game really that I knew. It was kind of – they kind of knew talking to them that it's going to be an away game for Clemson, and, and hopefully they're preparing for it like that. Well, let's get into some details about this game. Mm-hmm. Chris Falica, the bear from game day, tweeted out this today. And, and look, he's really good when it comes to stats. This is something that yeah. we should be looking at because people are going to keep going back. And, and they did this for Oklahoma. They said, look, look what happened against Ole Miss. What has LSU's defense done in, in the games following those games where LSU's defense got embarrassed? Since allowing 614 yards on 8.7 yards per play against Ole Miss, and remember, that first half, Ole Miss didn't do much. So that 8.7 was probably more like double or triple in the second half. (laughs) But LSU has allowed 4.1 yards per play and a QBR of 14 versus Arkansas, Texas A&M, Georgia, and Oklahoma. And and I see some people saying, oh, well, Texas A&M shot their shot against UGA before. Look, if that was the case, you know, their locker room code wouldn't be 50 to 7, right? Right. You know, that game was as big for them as it is for us. And then you look at the other teams. Look, Georgia needed to win that game to get into the football playoff, you know, and they took care of Texas, or not Texas, Baylor. And then Oklahoma, same thing. You know, they didn't want to just not win the game. LSU's defense has turned a corner. And not mm-hmm. only that, you see the missed tackles by Grant Delpit early in the season. In the past, it was over 100 snaps. It might have even been more than that. I have to go look it up. He has one missed tackle. This whole defense is playing incredible right now. Yeah, Charles, you know, I know you were big early on in the season about Coach O and the way he handled these guys and their injuries and kind of sit them. I'm more of an old school, like, you know, walk them out there, let them play. But I got to give it to you, man, and Coach O, that he's really managed this defense and, and, like, he kind of knew he thought where LSU would be late in the season. And these, this defense is hitting its stride right when we needed it to. I mean, Ole Miss, to me, was a wake-up call, the mental wake-up call, Charles. I think that that's what it was. I've tweeted about that earlier that it was, hey, guys, what are we doing? We got lazy. You know, they, we got exposed. And it kind of got them mentally focused back for the stretch run. Uh, with that being said, I think Coach Joe and how he managed the injuries, who was picked up, who we're going to play. I mean, I think he managed it perfectly, Charles. And here we are with the defense is really, like I said, hitting its stride and it's playing some of the, its best football. You know, it's not even close. They're playing – it's the best they've played all season. You know, these last, what, three or four games. So, uh, it's, it's, it's an elite defense that we thought we were going to see early on. Some injuries and stuff, you know, obviously didn't happen – as we expected, and but you've seen them kind of keep growing after Ole Miss. That was like the coming to Jesus meeting, and mm-hmm. man, since Ole Miss, it's been great. It's it's been lights out. 
Well, look, I think the matchup to watch at the end of the day is really going to be Clemson's offense versus defense. So let's dive in yeah. deeper. And I found the number for Delpit missed 14 tackles through the first nine games. Since then, he's missed just one in the last mm-hmm. five and 179 snaps. And something else to think about is Delpit's ability to range on defense. And it's going to be something I think is going to be big in this game, Josh, because not only do I think you have him playing around the line of scrimmage, you know, to be able to not somewhat spy on Trevor Lawrence because you saw mm-hmm. him, you know, scramble against Ohio State. But Travis Etienne's a really good back, and they have good receivers. So, to me, Delpit's going to be all over the field more than anyone else on this team. His play, Josh, I think is going to be crucial to LSU winning this game. Yeah, no. I, when you break down the film and uh, went on a, another show earlier in the week, Charles, and I, I, I've made that same point. This is this is his game on defense. It, it, Grant Delpit's the leader. They're going to need him to be that hybrid special guy. You know, I mean, just like Clemson's got theirs, Grant's got to be all over the field, might be a spy on Trevor. Like you said, he might be covering a wide receiver, but he's going to be so key. And, you know, and to some to some extent, Jacoby Stevens, too, around the line of scrimmage. So there's going to be a lot of pressure put on those two guys to, to make plays. They've done it all season for the most part. So it's going to be – it's man, if I – I'd say like the first quarter, quarter and a half, Charles, it's going to be a serious chess match, man. And I'm I'm excited to watch it because LSU's, you know, Clemson's going to come to play. They got elite guys on elite waters, NFL wide receivers, NFL quarterback, NFL running back. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great matchup to watch LSU and all the guys that we know it's played on Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be great to see. Well, something to look at, too, will be the play of the defensive line. Guys like Chase Hong, uh, mm-hmm. you know, guys on the edge like Glenn Logan, Richard Lawrence, uh, and, and, you know, Fahoko, I think are going to be important. But, Josh, where I think it's most important is at that nose position. Uh, you've got a guy like Siaka Aika who's been playing a lot better. I mean, he has grown up fast, yep. and he's been very impressive as of late. But Tyler Shelvin is going to be – huge in this game you know Travis Etienne is coming in as one of the best running backs in the country averaging eight yards a carry yes some of that competition wasn't what LSU is you know playing in the ACC but he's as talented as as all get out and he's Mm -hmm. a guy that I tell you what Ogeron wishes was on his team and he wasn't facing this weekend yeah no it was you know, it looks like uh, when he brings him up, Charles, I don't know if you caught that press conference, but he it's, it's sick to his stomach, he said, when he sees his highlights because he knows that was an absolute mess. But, you know, here we are, and he's he, we're playing against him in the national championship, so good for him. He's a local kid. But, yeah, it's Tyler Shelvin, like you mentioned, you know, watching some film now. It's going to be extremely important to be able to redirect some of those, some of those running lanes, Charles, that – Tyler, I mean, uh, ETN, you know, we just, if he, if he gets off and often it, it could be a long night for LSU. He's, you know, he's the catalyst. He's the guy that LSU's really got to, you know, keep at bay. You can't let him have 145 yards rushing in the first half, you know, four or five catches for 60 yards. And can't let that happen. That's who he is. We know he can do it. He's going to do it on Sundays, but LSU's got the guys to match up with him. It's just, I think Tyler Shelvin, and the nose tackle position, those guys need to make noise early. You know, push that, push those guys back yeah. into the backfield. Make ETN make some decisions that he hasn't probably hasn't really had to make too much this season because, like you said, the, the competition's not extremely high. So I want to see that as well, Charles. I want to see how 
Clemson reacts to other guys that's going to be playing on Sundays. You know what I mean? It was kind of a cakewalk for those guys most of the season. So let's see how they react. I know they played Ohio State. I, I get all that. But LSU is different. It's, it's a different team. It's a different offense that they're going to have to keep up with. So I'm, you know, I'm curious to see how Clemson ha- handles herself as well. Look, Trevor Lawrence had a bad game against Ohio State. You know, you, you look at what he did. He was 18 of 33. His completion percentage was 54 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he had two touchdowns. And, and his passer rating was a 140 QBR 92. Look, in those aspects, he had a good game. He made plays with his legs in this game, and it's something that LSU's been prepared for in the past with the quarterbacks. But what I think is important, and something you said, is starting fast on defense. Look, they did that against Georgia. They did that against Alabama. They've done that against Auburn, Florida, Texas. They did it against Oklahoma. They forced three and out. LSU is one of the best teams in the country. And I brought this up against, uh, you know, in our Oklahoma preview. Yeah, you did. in radio spots was that LSU was one of the best teams and defenses in the country when it comes to forcing three and outs. Something that's going to be big in this game is LSU jumping out to a big lead. You want to keep that crowd in it. And the best way to do that is three and outs, score points, and and score fast. And I think that you're going to get that in the first half. The question is, is will Clemson come back? You know, what can Clemson do? And, And we talked about that in the Alabama game. And the recap was that, look, Alabama really hadn't played anyone until they played LSU in that game. And so the question was, will they be ready for it? Will they be ready for the level of competition? I think you saw some of that from Clemson against Ohio State. You know, at the beginning of the game, down 16-0, they kind of looked out of place, right? Mm -hmm. And they rally, they end up winning the game. And I think that you're not going to get that in this game. I think that this game is going to be at the beginning. It's going to be hitting heads. I, I think that you're going to be seeing a chess match. And, Josh, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Clemson have success offensively at the beginning and you see some of those adjustments from Miranda. Look, I know he's putting a game plan together right now that they're going to see things they haven't seen from this defense. They're going to see things they haven't seen from other defenses. But at the end of the day, you know, Clemson's very talented. This may be the most talented offense LSU has faced all year when it comes to receiving weapons, running back, and a quarterback. Who's going to be the number one pick next year? This is the battle against, uh, you know, battle against two number one picks in the NFL draft. And look, people think Trevor Lawrence is really good. I think he's really good. People say to take him over Burrow. Josh, how can LSU stop this Clemson offense? Yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's going to it's going to be a tough task. This these. You know, you could probably argue the point, Charles, like you said. From top to bottom on offense, it's probably the most talented that LSU played. Now, I think when you look at the wide receivers, you see what you see what they did against Alabama last year, Charles, and that really shocked people. You know, they went in and, and they dominated that game. And those wide receivers really embarrassed the, the Alabama cornerbacks and, you know, the whole secondary. So I think the respect for LSU is there. You know, they're going to have to play those guys and play to our strengths. We, you know, lock up man-to-man on some of those big wide receivers. You know, but for LSU to win this for LSU to win this game on defense, obviously keep Trevor. I like, like what you said. He didn't have a great game. I liked where Ohio State was able to hold him with his completion percentage. I like that. What LSU needs to look at is we can't let him get those, can't let him get those runs, can't, you know, on, use his legs to break those big plays. And I think they'll, they'll be prepared for that. Will he still make a few plays? Of course. 
You know, that's that's what great players do. Trevor's one of those great players. But, you know, that's where we talk about the spy, maybe Patrick Queen, make sure. Can't let him beat us like that. But he's a winner, Charles. He's kind of like a Tebow, man. He hasn't lost since he's a starter. So he he finds a way, you know, he finds a way to make plays when there, there isn't a play to be made. So that's one thing about Trevor that, that's impressed me with him throughout his career. Even when he has a bad game, he still finds a way to win. But I like what you said about the offense jumping out quick. It took me a while to get used to it because I'm more old school. But LSU, if they get on top of you quick, 21 nothing, you know, 21-3, 28-7, man, that's how they've really taken these teams out quick. And if LSU can jump on Clemson early, I think that's where they have the advantage because Clemson, like you said, they looked a little lost in the first half against Ohio State. And they have LSU is battle-tested you know, to the brink, man. We've played in these games all season. I think if LSU can jump out on Clemson, 28-7, whatever that is, man, and make them come get you and prove to me that they can do it. And, you know, maybe they will. And then they shake their hand and say, good job. But, you know, I think that's LSU's kind of angle is see if they can jump out fast again. If you're Aranda, how do you attack this offense, right? You know, you think about what LSU's DBs can do. Yes, they can lock down one on one. Do you bring extra people in the box to try to stop ETN? Man, I think that's a situational thing. I think you, you, you probably, mm, yeah, you probably do to to an extent, Charles. I wouldn't go crazy with it. Kind of see, you know, kind of feel the game. I, I really think, Charles, it's going to be. I think it's really going to be such an awesome chess match early on, and you got to respect Travis ETN, but you don't want to over respect them and get beat by some of these wide receivers, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be so, so fun to watch, but uh, yeah, I think you have to bring, maybe bring that safety up a little bit, kind of see how you guys, how they're playing it. And if you have, you know, if you have to, I I think you trust your cornerback, Charles, to lock up man to man. Uh, You know, if you have to bring those guys up in the box, bring seven guys in a box to stop the run. Like I said, I think Travis Etienne is a key to this game. If you could slow him down, and if that's by bringing an extra guy in a box to do it, uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would do it. Because I really think our cornerbacks are going to match up well, Charles. They're going to lose some, but I think overall they're going to win m- most of their battles. Yeah, something I'll be watching, Josh, mm-hmm. is the slot position. Yeah. You saw when C.D. Lamb got moved to the slot, Jacoby Stevens was on him. And I, as soon as I saw the play, I was jumping up and down because yeah. I knew that's where they were going. Is that a concern? Do you think that maybe they bring it, you know, we see more of Kerry Vincent in this game, or maybe we see Christian Fulton move on the inside? Because, look, LSU is healthy for this game, right? And I think that's important in terms of being able to attack this team because, look, they've got talented receivers. they got three guys that I think are really talented at receiver. And I think that LSU is going to have to do a good job of, you know, whether it be guys on the outside or in the slot. The slot's where I'm most concerned. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, Charles, but I don't, I don't see them. This is just Josh talking now. I don't see them moving Fulton inside, at least early. You know, a guy like Rodgers would get in a slot. You know, I, I would use Kerry, and I would use Flott early on and, if, and see, see if they can hold their own. They, they've played well. Both of them have played well, you know, like we've talked about this defense. The last five weeks or so, Kerry Vincent's been played really solid, and so has Cordell Flott. So in, in my eyes, I think you you give them a first shot now. You know, if Trevor and the boys are shredding you in a slot, 
you might have to slide a Fulton over there to, to cover and then, you know, maybe move one of them guys to the outside. But, you know, that's going to be one another one of chess matches that we keep talking about. So before we move on to LSU mm-hmm. offense and look at the matchup from that side, tell me this. What concerns you more when you look and study Clemson's offense? Their passing attack in Trevor Lawrence or Etienne? Oh, man. <laughs> um it's etm man he's that special i think trevor at times this year has struggled throwing football and i think we match up i trust stingley and fulton and grant delpit and jacoby and them boys to match up it's etn man i think he's such a special player that if he gets loose and he gets comfortable that he could keep clemson in his game he's that good of a running back you know that's just my opinion but yeah, I'm more worried about Travis Etienne getting off. Yeah, and don't be surprised to see some tight end involvement, but mm-hmm. they really don't throw the tight ends. Their uh, leading pass catcher uh, when it comes to tight ends has 13 catches. I mean, shoot, your leading reception guy for Clemson right now is uh, Justin Ross with 61. Right. Against that's 56. They're nowhere near what LSU has done when it comes to the passing attack. <coughs> attack. But they've still put up good numbers. And a lot of that is ETN. So, no, look, I, I agree with you there. But let's flip it around, Josh. Mm-hmm. This Clemson defense last year was incredible. They had one of the best front sevens, one of the best front fours we've ever seen in college football. They lost a lot to the draft. They did. Yeah, how good is this Clemson defense compared to what they were last year? No, it's – look, I'm, and it, this ain't a shot at Clemson fans, if, you, if you're going to tune in, that it, it, it's, just, it's not the same, Charles. It's just not. And you go turn the film on – and I watched now a few games of Clemson, Clemson up close. They do not wreak havoc on the front line and on the defensive line like they did. Like we got used to and accustomed seeing with a Lawrence and those guys. I mean, they were, like you said, you know, arguably one of the best defensive line, top five that I can remember in my lifetime. So they're just not in. I think that's where Clemson's really going to have to look at bringing the blitz and how they're going to get some type of pressure on Joe. Um they're, they're on, it just doesn't scare me in the aspect of LSU's kind of seen it all now, and I think they match up well with that defensive line. Now, granted, you know, Brenton Venables, he's going to bring blitz. He's going to bring some exotic-looking stuff. You know, how do you handle that? How do you pick all them fronts up? That, that's another whole story. But, yeah, just overall, it's still NFL guys there, but it, it's, it's a pretty big drop-off when you're talking about that front four, front seven-ish. It's quite a bit. What's your thoughts on that? You think it's a big drop off? I, I do. I, I don't yeah, think yeah. that what you know they had the year before uh, compared to what they have this year. Look, their leading sack getter this year uh, has six sacks. You yeah. know, and, and while you know, look, that's good. It's not what you saw last year, right? They're you know their leading sack getter in terms of. Uh, guys on the defensive line is their defensive tackle. So their defensive ends weren't what they were last year. They aren't even close. Right. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about that as much. But I think something you have to think about, too, is is what are they going to do when it comes to this game uh, defensively? You know, you saw what they did against Tua last year, and they were able to have success. And Tua, kind of like Burrow, was passing all over everyone, right? Mm. But, you know, something that I see is, what do you do to attack Burrow? I mean, look, he's faced six really good defenses, and, and you know he's had success against them all, especially when pressure is brought. And you know, do they bring pressure? Do they sit back? Josh, this may be one of those games where 
they let their cornerbacks kind of, you know, they play defense. And I think this may be one of the games where we actually see a team have success by sitting back in the zone or, you know, man-to-man with, you know, a cover-two scheme and having guys in the flat. I don't see Clemson having success bringing pressure in this game. Yeah, Charles, we've we've seen enough LSU football and Clemson football to know kind of how this is probably going to play out. I mean, I disagree with you a little bit. I, I think if you sit back and just try to match up in a zone or try to match up Joe, if you give him too much time, I guess, with what I'm saying, if he has four or five, six seconds like Georgia did, three-man fronts, and he just had all day to throw it, I mean, he's just too good. He's an NFL quarterback now. You know, I just think he's going to end up burning you. So I think maybe he, they play safe a little bit. I just think you have to bring the blitz. And he has been the absolute best reading the blitz, making plays off of it, and just being unbelievable. We all know that. But I just think that, I mean, I think you have to, Charles. I think you have to bring some blitz on him. Because if you just sit back there, he's going to beat you. And I think Brent Venables probably sees that, and I think he's going to end up bringing some exotic-looking blitzes, maybe some exotic fronts where it's not necessarily a crazy blitz, Charles, but, you know, maybe he's he's got guys standing up. Maybe he's got guys coming from odd angles. You know, maybe it's a cornerback blitz. But I just think – you got to do something to get him Joe off his platform because if he's comfortable, man, he is being un- unreal. So you know that's kind of that's my guess. That's my best guess at it. Yeah, look, I I think that what they have in terms of minds and, and coaches on the defensive side, I, I look at some of the best in the country. But it is it, it's something that we've seen throughout the year. There's no way to stop this offense. You know, the only way LSU is going to be stopped offensively in this game is if they stop themselves. And I think that's big. You know, this is going to be a stage LSU hasn't been on. And look, the semifinal was the same thing. This is a little different to me. You know, this is in New Orleans. This is this is this is for, you know, all the marbles. This is what they've been, you know, striving to reach for years. Josh, I think LSU's offense may have a little jitters at the beginning of this game. Uh, I look. I wouldn't be surprised by it is, I think, the point I'm trying to make. But at the same time, I don't expect it because of Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Charles. That's what I was going to get at is that I think if if it was a Miles Brennan playing in this game or, you know, nothing against Miles, I just think Joe is just in – he's 23. He's he's an older guy. He's been around the block, played at Ohio State. He's played in all the big games. Now he's played in so many big games. If it wasn't for Joe, I, I, I would be a little nervous about that. I just think Joe is so rock solid. I mean, you see him go to all these, these banquets, these award shows, and, uh, you know, then which he, he comes out against Oklahoma and, and just lights it up, you know, seven times. I just saw so I, I got confidence in Joe until he shows me that, you know, shows me the other side. He can't. I'm, I'm going to put my stock in Joe. Yeah, look, I, you know, that's why I spent so much time on Clemson's offense versus our defense mm-hmm. because – I think that LSU is going to have success moving the ball. Look, you know, you can point out, at, you can point at the Ohio State game and say, "Oh, look what they did against Ohio State. The defense played better." But Josh, I think LSU's faced three to four better defenses this year, maybe five than what they're going to see on Monday night. And, and what's important in that, you know, looking at Ohio State and Clemson, was that LSU's offense is much better than Ohio State's offense. And this is going to be something that Clemson hasn't seen all year. Yes, they saw something similar last year with two in Alabama. But, Josh, I think this offense, in terms of numbers and what Burrow's done, 
they're going to see one of the best, if not the best, college quarterback in a single season of all time. And I think that's why LSU is going to have so much success on Monday. Yeah, I mean, when you when you start watching the film now, Charles, and I know you see it, it's it's really, man, he's he's like a pro quarterback now. I mean, he's got it. I mean, early on in the season, he he wasn't, but now it's this offense is running like we like we've talked about a Saint style RPO system. And Joe's twenty three. He's he's you know he's nothing rattles him. He's an older guy. He, I mean, it just looks like he's an NFL quarterback playing in college right now. Um, that's why he's more than likely go as the first pick overall to the Bengals. So I, I just, it's going to be tough for Clemson. I don't think they've seen this, this level yet of consistency, Charles. They've seen talent. Don't get me wrong. They've seen Alabama in the championship game, but I just think Joe in this offense is at a whole different level. I think Brady and Ensminger now have gotten this play calling down to a science. It's really got a Saints feel to it. Joe Burrow's clicking. He can pretty much call his own plays. Yeah. I think you're saying, I just, if, I just can't see the offense being, you know, shut down. You know, LSU's got 10 points through three quarters. I just I just can't see it. You know, I think Clemson's going to have to keep up. Yeah, look, I don't I, like that Oklahoma game like Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be surprised if offensively LSU is able to put up 24-plus points in the first half. What mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see is what our defense does against their offense yep. or so what their offense does against our defense. That's the battle to watch. Josh, if you look, if you're looking at this game when it comes down to special teams, who has the advantage? Because to me, you know, Cade York has played really well. I think that our coverage unit has done really well. And look, the job Greg McMahon has done with the special teams, mm-hmm. like the offense and the defense uh, as of late, it's running at its optimal. Uh, I guess not speed, but ability right now so i i think that maybe lsu even has a slight advantage in special teams yeah look I, i'm not going to sit here and, and and lie to you i'm not an expert on clemson special teams you know I've, i watch them obviously but um I, I, i'm i like where lsu's special teams is at like you said i think they're they're hitting kind of on all cylinders i do i think it's more now it's consistency charles and it's confidence you know i think i think coach o is confident that he feels that you know k might miss one but I think he's pretty confident Kate's gonna Kate can walk out there and knock any kick from you know 55 and in. He's pretty confident in Kate. You've seen that. So, you know, LSU's punting the ball well. Cover teams has been pretty well besides the one return against kind of crazy face mask return against Alabama. Uh, I just think overall they've been really consistent. Um, and and I, you know, I don't I'm not going into this game saying, man, I hope it doesn't go down or kick. I hope the punter don't have a bad game. So you know, with that being said, I think LSU is in a good spot. And I, hey, indoors, Charles in the Superdome and K York big on them. You know, I, I, if it comes down to a long kick, you know, I know K's got the leg. You just you just got to put it through the upright. Well, look, here's something to look at though: is their kicker BT Potter? He's sixty percent on field goals. Yes, he's made every extra point. And where he's struggled, or where he's, you know, where I think that's gonna be something to watch is that. 30 to 49 yard range where on the season he's a combined six and 13. So less than 50% from that area. And it's something that I think could come into play if this game is close. If Clemson has success moving the ball, their defense is able to stop Burrow a few drives. I think that kicking can, you know, become a factor in this game. But like you said, you know, you don't want to have to look at it and say, when, you know, a punter could be the issue, but mm-hmm. punting could be big. You know, you've seen 
and some of these chess match games where punting is big in terms of field position. And I think that could come into play, Josh, is, you know, where LSU starts, you know, their drives. Look, I think LSU can go 90 plus yards on any given drive. But when you're starting your own 30, you're 35, your success rate is going to be a lot higher. No, yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely you know we we know that's that's the case. I if what the one thing I think could see happening, Charles, you talk about field position game is if let's say LSU rolls out and the, you know the defense plays has a kind of a stinker, has an Ole Miss type feel to it, and then it's it it could truly get into a shootout, like you said, field position, and and that's where I, you know like LSU, you, you mentioned their kicker, and I, I think LSU's probably got a little bit of an advantage there. Um, and I, I feel confident in them. I just think that, that there's always that chance, you know, Charles, that LSU comes out and their defense is just flat and they don't have it. I think the energy level is going to be too high for that to happen. But, look, you know, anything's possible. I think you got to prepare for anything at this point. And we know Coach O is obviously at, he's going to be prepared for, for any type of aspect of the game. Well, let's before we get into picks and everything, let's mm-hmm. talk about what is going on in recruiting. Josh, Zach Evans is kind of a mess, huh? Man, what do you want? <laughs> no. Come on, man. I got teenage kids. I, I mean, but, man, Zach is, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but the latest news is that, you know, he was going to go to Georgia and they pulled his NLI. And, yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, LSU fans are, you know, saying, oh, man, you know, Zach Evans is in play again. But, Josh, I, I don't think that LSU is going in that direction. No, I, I tweeted something today, Hey, is, and I just kind of put it out there for the fans, but, I, you know, is LSU going to try to get back in this? I know he went on, he went on uh, TV and, uh, and apologized for some of his, for his things. And, you know, at, at first, Charles, we, we were talking about, okay, it's high school, and he had a couple issues with his high school coach and wouldn't put his phone away. But what concerns me, Charles, is now he's having trouble with colleges immediately. Like, and you know, I mean, this ain't, this ain't a small, this is Georgia. And if Georgia is, you know, it's, it's running back you, they, they you know, they, they produce running backs and they're giving you the, you know, I would be a little spooked if I was a school that, you know, Georgia's saying, here you go, here's your, you know, walk away. We don't want nothing to do with you. So I man, I hope, I hope Zach gets it right. I hope he gets it figured out, whoever that needs, whatever that needs to be. And I agree, Charles. I just don't think LSU is going to be in that game. I think they're looking at a guy like Jameer Gibbs out of uh, Georgia. You know, I think he's the guy, ideal fit for the offense. Don't get me wrong. Zach Evans would be mighty fine in this offense, but it's not the culture that O has, you know, it's not really the culture that he's, he's built around here. And then if you bring a guy like that in with known with all the issues and it's public, all the issues, it's kind of not, what, you know, what's that say? Well, I thought you've been preaching this one team, one heartbeat, culture, you know, char- character, and you bring this guy in knowing he's got issues. So I think O stands firm, Charles, and I, I don't see, I don't think LSU gets back into the, the Zach Evans, whatever you want to call it, recruitment, game, gamble. So, <laughs> well, let's talk about the recruiting impact. Of yeah. I mean, if LSU wins and even being in the in uh, championship game, but specifically winning, how big does that impact recruiting going forward? And look, 2020 is pretty much wrapped up, but 2021 and beyond. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think everybody knows and pays attention to this, that like I said it when the season started, right? We both did. If you win, that's the biggest tool in recruiting. I say it all the time. Um, 
you know, and just getting here, Charles, is huge, man. Talking to a lot of recruits and their parents, you know, going to be at the game or just be going down for the festivities. And, you know, they just want to be a part of it. it it's, it's just so big that, that they're in the game. And not only in the game, Charles, it's in the dome in Louisiana because, you know, you always want to recruit to stay hard. And that experience for some of these recruits that get to see LSU, man, I would like to play in a game like that. You know, every four years it rotates. So it's it's going to be worth its weight and go. I said something today, Charles. I said if they win, if they win this national championship, it will make a difference on recruiting for the next three to five years. And I truly believe that. That's how much impact a national championship can have on a program. And you hope that you can every few years kind of get back in this game. Maybe not win it all, but you, you're right there knocking on the door so you can continue to, you know, to recruit like this. And I think LSU, obviously, if, if they can win this game, it's going to be, you know, I, I can't even put in the words how important it is. We already seen it, and we haven't even won it yet, how important it's been for this recruiting class. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Josh, I guess the, the next biggest question for us mm-hmm. is, will you be at the game? <laughs> um. So I'm going down to New Orleans. Are you, are you going to be there? Are you actually going to the game? I will be at the game. I will be at the game. Wait a minute now. Is this a talk offline? Who'd you? Where'd you get these tickets from? <laughs> this is a talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured that. No, I, I was, I've been invited to a few watch parties and stuff, and me and the wife actually discussed it tonight. I said, hey, it would, we got to figure out what we're going to do. So – more to come, uh, and if I'll, I'll put it out on Twitter and let everybody know kind of where I'm going to be. I, sounds like maybe we might go to one of these big watch parties that, you know, one of sponsors and stuff. That sounds like maybe the wife wants to do something like that. So, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of watching the games. I'm just such a big fan of watching it on TV, I guess, because I'm getting old, Charles, and I can't see well. <laughs> and so it's harder for me to enjoy the game like I like when I'm actually in the watching it on the field, in, in the dome, dome or wherever I'm at. I just like watching it on a 70-inch flat screen, I could see much better. I understand that. And with these bigger games, you, you get that sky cam, which is yep. honestly my favorite because you can mm-hmm. see what's going on. And that's why I enjoy going to the games. But, look, ESPN is going to have 15 different ways to watch this game. You'll be able to catch it any way you want. That's true. But, Josh, before we wrap it up, how do you see this game going on Monday? And, and give us a score. Yeah, uh, look, um, I've looked at it bunch of different ways. I'm going to watch some more film, but I just feel comfortable now saying that LSU can put up in the range of 45 points, 45 to 30, Charles, maybe 45, 35. I think it's going to be somewhere up in there. It's kind of how I feel me 45, 28. It's kind of how I see it, Charles. I think Clemson will have some, you know, has some success moving the football. I think LSU has given up some plays this year. You know, I mean, that's just kind of who they are as a defense. Uh, but I think LSU just ends up being too much for Clemson at the end. I just think if Clemson would have played in a few more of these games, Charles, you know, some four or five tough ones, maybe a couple shootouts. I just think they're going to – LSU can maybe get on top of these guys quick and make them, you know, not be their self, not comfortable trying to play catch-up. And I think that's where LSU will kind of pull away there in the fourth quarter and, and end up winning this one somewhere, like I said, 45 to – 35, 45, 30. That's just kind of where, where I see it, Charles. Yeah, look, I've got LSU winning this game as well. I think they win at the end of the day by a, f- a few more than Josh. Uh, but I, I do kind of agree with the 45, uh, LSU putting up 45. I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU put up 49-plus in this game. Mm. Uh, you know, we saw it that first half against Oklahoma, and it was like, oh, <laughs> what's going right. on, man? You know, that they just came in 
you know, poised and ready to play. So, look, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if LSU scores 52 in this game, kind of similar to what, you wow. know, they did against Oklahoma. But I think 40s is, is really where they're going to be, Josh. You know, I think that 42, maybe you get a field goal or two in there as well. Mm be a 48 point and look I think LSU holds Clemson and they play really well in offense uh defense I mean I think that LSU holds Clemson only scoring 27 points you know mm-hmm. I, I don't think Clemson has the success you know LSU what they've done well this year is stop good running backs and good rushing attacks besides Ole Miss you know throw that one out LSU's done really good against some of the better running backs in the country and I think they have success again look I know that they're talented receivers at Clemson, but, you know, they're not facing what LSU has in terms of secondary and cornerbacks. They're going to be facing press coverage all night long, and it's going to be a physical press coverage, and they better be ready to play because if they're not, look, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to have a good game either, and his legs can't save him because you can't be playing catch-up against this LSU team because you won't catch up to this offense. And so I think LSU wins. I think – you know, we're going to have a fun celebratory podcast to do, a recap. Yep. Um, whether LSU wins or not, look, it's been a fun season. Yep. Uh, you know, things are coming down to the end. And what I think is important to say is, Josh, we aren't used to this, but, man, I, I do like doing game podcast in a new year when this, you know, the past season is still going. Yeah, I was about to say, look, we're on, you know, one of two – teams that can have guys actually doing a with their teams playing so look man it's been a hell of a season we we talk about it all year and it might be fun to go back and listen to some of our other pods charles from the first couple of weeks when we were kind of just like no this can't be real this can't be real you know with the offense so um it's been a been a hell of a year and i think lsu ends up topping it off but if they don't I mean, no, no heartache man it's been wonderful to watch Joe Burrow and the offense and everything that's happened. Coach O has truly truly change this program for the better win or lose so you know it's it's fun times at LSU and you know I'm I'm it's just just looking forward to it and the future too LSU is going to be okay they're going to be competitive especially with these recruiting classes that they have coming in well Josh it has been a fun season looking forward to doing a post game recap next week uh but looking forward to the game on Monday as LSU gets set to take on the Clemson Tigers. It's the battle of Death Valley, the battle of the Tigers and the battle for the number 1 team, the national champion this year. But Josh, uh where can people find y'all find you at on Twitter and tell us about the website? Yep. Um you know, you can always hit me up on Twitter at LSU Fball Truth. Um you know, I'll be trying to put stuff out there. It's been pretty busy with the uh holidays and stuff. Um I'll toss up some of the podcasts and I went on uh Jordy Holtberg today, Charles. So I'll put that up on the website for the people that missed that and I'll try to get up the podcast and I'll be on ESPN in Lafayette Thursday. So I'll get that up on the website as well, uh, for the people that like to go to one spot and check out all the shows. So um but obviously on Twitter I try to put out I've been putting out some comparison stats today, Charles, on just kind of each position in the players. And that's been pretty interesting uh, to actually see when you break it down by the numbers. LSU so far away in advance. Um, I did the wide receivers, uh, you know, tonight, and that was interesting to see. So, but just keep an eye out for that. Well, y'all make sure y'all give Josh a follow on Twitter. Check out his website. Follow the Primetime Podcast on Twitter if you don't already at primetime underscore pod. Go rate, review, subscribe to all of our podcasts. And, uh, 
make sure you look out for that recap as that'll be coming next week after the game. Uh, if we win, probably a few days after, but uh, <laughs> if we lose, it'll probably be a little bit sooner. But hit us up. We'll be out there. We'll be in New Orleans. Uh, but for Josh Lemoyne, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week, great weekend, and enjoy a national championship game. And uh, I always say God bless, but this one I'm going to say, the Tigers.